Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. Perhaps if I make myself right, I shall find out what is wrong with me. Dodie Smith. I capture the castle. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm finally sitting down with my mom to talk about PG Lit. You asked for book selections for sensitive readers and I couldn't think of a single reader better suited for that conversation than my mom. Susie Butterworth is a retired preschool teacher and devoted wife and mother who fell in love with reading as an adult. Hi mom. Hi Annie. This is so fun. We did this like many, many moons ago. Yes. (laughs) um, We did a podcast episode. Was it about market? Yeah, I think it was. I actually had you on the schedule this year to do a talk about market, but market. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who knows? Who knows what will happen with market? But we get emails all the time about PG recommendations because books are tricky because... There's not like a rating system. It's not like movies or TV shows. And I feel like I often reference you when I'm talking about (laughs) books that are maybe for more sensitive readers or books that are maybe fall in that PG category. You're the first reader I think of. So (laughs) I thought it would be fun to talk to you about your reading life. All right. Okay. So the first question I have is... Kind of, we you have talked to me before about falling in love with reading as a grown-up. Talk to me about what made you kind of fall in love with reading, I don't know, as, a, as an adult. Well, typically, I always felt too busy, too ants in my pants, too got to be up and doing something to sit down and actually read more than a magazine. Mm-hmm. And so one year we were headed to the beach. And of course, I've read children's books forever to you and to Chet and to 20 years of preschoolers. Right. So when I'd get home, I would be too busy doing other things or uh, it just didn't, I just didn't want to sit still that long. But we were headed to the beach. A whole family reads at the beach yeah. outside under the tent except for me. (laughs) So I went to a bookstore and literally chose a book by its cover. And it was at home at Mitford. You got lucky. I did. (laughs) I I really did. It could have gone really wrong. (laughs) I know, but I did. I picked it because the cover was so cute. Yeah. And, um, and it turned out to be, I fell in love. Yeah. And I started reading, and I couldn't stop mm-hmm. reading. And I've, of course, read all of those Mitford books more than once. And they are very PG. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly when I sit down and I want to read, I really want to do it primarily for pleasure. Mm-hmm. And the especially right now, the world is so crazy yeah. that I don't want to introduce more crazy right. into my life. So, um Anyway, that's how I started falling in love with reading again, and now I haven't stopped. And then you buy a bookstore, <laughs> and um, now I read, I think, more than ever. 
I think the whole family always read a lot. Like yes. we grew up in a house filled with books, but I do think both you and dad, but also Lisa and Ray, like I think everybody is reading more yes. than they used to. It feels like. Yes. I love that because we all share those books back and forth and we share, yeah, what we're reading. And you and I don't have a, I feel like we read differently, but we have enough overlap that occasionally I will pass a book to you or you will pass one to me. And you've definitely broadened my horizon with Thomasville's one book. Yes. I've read books that I probably would have never picked up. That doesn't mean they're not excellent books, mm-hmm. but I would have, um, I totally feel like you've broadened my horizon in um, my reading. You read more fiction now than I think you used to. Yes. I feel like you read a lot of nonfiction. Like I think about Gretchen Rubin. Yes. I've got all of her books. Yeah. Shelley Nequist. You did a lot of personal growth books. It's it funny. Like. I was looking at my bookshelves before we came, before I came up here and I was laughing because my shelves and dad has his and I have my shelves and they're all in the living room and we're very proud of our bookshelves, <laughs> but mine are full of self-help books yeah. and um, how to be a better person <laughs> and then and then all of the fiction that I read, but I've learned to love memoirs uh-huh. and some more nonfiction than in a different, besides the self-help books. Right. So I thought it'd be fun today to go through some books that you've read recently that you really like. So if people like you are listening and they also are looking for kind of PG books and PG recommendations, and I thought we could talk through some of your recent favorites. And then I made a list of books I'm pretty sure you have not read yet that I thought would be fun to recommend to you today. Okay. So I thought we would kind of go through what are some books, like what's a book you've read recently and you've really loved it? Okay. Well, I've I brought a lot. I brought my she bag. brought props. I was about to say she brought a bag. <laughs> I brought my bag today. Well, um, I read Dear Edward. Okay. And that is probably not a book I would have picked up, but you recommended it, and mm-hmm. I love Jenna Bush yes. Hager. I love her. Yes. And so I follow her on Instagram, and I saw that this was one of her picks too, yes. and I literally read this book in one day. Okay. That's huge for you. <laughs> Please understand that never happens. Yeah. I could not put this book down. And it's interesting because it's PG in that it's about a family, but there are some intense things that oh, happen in this there book. Is, it is very intense, but I was just in love with following this little boy. Yeah. And what his life was going to be like. I So I read that in one day. It was so, so good and such, I don't know, the writing was just so compelling. It just really kept me on my toes. And that was a really exciting, I think you texted that you finished it in one day. Yes, that I was a, like a reading milestone. Because <laughs> it just never happens. Now, I read this one last summer, but I loved it. It's one of my super favorite books because you, you mentioned Gretchen Rubin, and I love her, and she actually got me into reading children's books again. Yeah, she's a big proponent of that. Yes, and especially right now, that has been really great. So I reread Anne of Green Gables mm-hmm. and fell in love again. And then, lo and behold, Marilla of Green Gables came out. Yeah. And I love this book. This is a book also I read very quickly. I could not put it down. I loved it. And so what is it about? It's fiction about Marilla? It is. It okay. is it's Mar- it's Marilla's story. And 
you really find out that Anne, although adopted by Mm -hmm. them, gosh, Marilla and Anne have a lot in common. They're a lot alike. And uh, I loved this book. Did you read it? I didn't read that one. It reminds me, you also read last, I think it was last summer, Becoming Mrs. Lewis. Oh, yes. And I feel like those were two books that I really wanted to read and just didn't make time to read. And I feel a little weird sometimes about reading. Like, I'm afraid almost it's going to taint Anne of Green Gables if I read. Nope. But, okay. This did not. Okay. No, it it only made you relive it all over again. Okay. And really kind of fall in love with Marilla. Yeah. If you didn't already. Yeah. She's so, so hard, but yeah. you just fall in love with her. She, It's a beautiful book. I loved it. Okay. And I loved Becoming Mrs. Lewis. That was one of my favorite yeah. books. Too. I wish I, I wish I had read that one I, before, I know, before I went to... <laughs> Now mom's you're, giving me a mom your, look. <laughs> your stack is so big. It is. Um, where we're recording. This is my TBR. <laughs> it's this giant book cart. <laughs> but Dad and I have our own big stacks at home, too. But another book that was really from a probably last year, but I want to mention it because it's something I would have never chosen, myself was educated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, That's um, another one that I put in that Dear Edward category where it's, it's air quotes PG, but it's not like, I mean, it's dealing with some heavy stuff. Oh, it is. And it was so well written. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I recommended it. And I think other people were, whoa, this is yeah too tough for me. This is too, but she's your age. That's right. And so I got all caught up in thinking, just my memories of how you were raised mm-hmm. and reading about how she yeah. was raised, if you would call it that. <laughs> and um, I couldn't put that one down yeah. either. It just tore at your heart. And yet you were cheering and cheering because it's an overcoming story. And I love yeah. stories. Yeah, maybe that's really what it is. Because I'm trying to think. Um, it's not like you only watch or read Hallmarky things. Exactly. You know, like educated is certainly far from that, and really, so is Dear Edward. So I'm wondering, is it that there is a redemptive element? Is that what it is? That what it has to be for something for you to enjoy it? Because I know other readers who really do protect themselves from hard things right. in literature, and I think you do that some of the time, but not all the time. You read things that open your eyes and um, to injustice or to sadness or to grief. And so what is it that makes educated, I don't know, still be palatable for you? Well, I really want a good outcome. Yeah. I really yeah. do. Yeah. I don't think I want to sit through a several hundred page book of any <laughs> sort and at the end just be left with, uh. Yeah. I want to, I want to know of triumph. Yeah. I want to know that Life can be tough, but you can be tougher. Yes. And that, you know, no matter what is being thrown at you, there's some resilience inside that really gives it a feeling of a feel-good, even though it's not, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. No, that does make sense. I think that lines up with what you watch, too. And, And you know, I don't like language. (laughs) (laughs) We have to But I am going to mention a book that I just read. What's next? This was an ARC you gave me to read, The Love Story of Missy Carmichael. Okay, by Beth Morey. Okay. 
I love this book so much. And it's got this really salty character in there. <laughs> salty. <laughs> she just has a foul mouth. And I don't know if it's because a British foul mouth is somehow more palatable <laughs> than, than an American. <laughs> yes. But I loved this book. Is it, it was, British? Yes. Is she, so the main character is British? I don't yes. think I knew this was a British book. Well, okay. you will like this book. <laughs> Because it does have this little salty character in it, and it's a really great book about community. Okay. I just totally, I could vision myself on the streets and the little um, cottages, and I could just feel myself. How is in the main the character story. like an older lady? What yes. is she? What? Okay. She well, is. She's an older lady, and oh, I don't want to say too much about that, but she's alone. Okay primarily reminiscing mm -hmm. in her book. It does have a little surprise at the end. Okay. Um, and this dog wanders into her life through this salty character. And um, okay. she winds up it being such a great companion to her. And it's not, it sounds um, maybe a little bit light, but it's not all the way light. It's, yeah. But I loved it because it's really about this unique group of characters. Uh -huh. I'm really unique from different walks mm -hmm. that come along into this lady's life and this dog that makes everybody, you know how it is if you go to a dog park and <laughs> you have a dog, all of a sudden everybody yeah. speaks to you and you don't feel as lonely anymore. Yeah. So I absolutely loved this so much. I wish I had the hardback of it for my library. Would it, would it fall in the category, Olivia and I were talking the other day about like curmudgeon literature like where the main character is kind of a tough or hard and then it's a softening of them does that feel right well there's is a soft I would call this saltier character yeah uh, that she's sort of a she's not the main character uh -huh. but okay. she is a okay. main character and so yes okay there is this softening that happens because of this learning about each other yeah. and their differences and acceptance. Okay. And then trying to help. Okay. It was really good. I loved it. I was, was very sad to see it end because I love the characters in it so much. And has the hardback come out on that? Yeah, yeah, it did. It came out, I think, in April. Okay. Well, I love that. And let me talk about another ARC you gave me. Okay. Mr. Malcolm's List. Oh, this looks cute. And the author is from Tallahassee. Okay. This is... Pride and Prejudice plus Hallmark equals Susie's favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Sounds I good. loved it. It says it's going to be a major motion picture, and I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up, and I do think they've already, they've either filmed it, like I imagine it'll be kind of a Hallmarky or Netflixy thing. It definitely is Hallmarky. Does it take place now, or... Oh, gosh, now I've got to remember. Like, a, you say it's a Pride and Prejudice retelling. Is it like a it's modern retelling? It's sort of or? a Pride and Prejudice. Um, it's mu it's very much like that. Okay. Gosh, now I have to go back. I read it several weeks ago, and I have to remember if it was... Would I like it? I think you would read this in probably a few hours. <laughs> and yes, you should, since it's a local writer. Yeah. You should. And... I loved it. I can't wait for the movie. I would, again, I would have, even though it's pink, I would have brought it for my library in hardback. I would have bought okay. this book in hardback. But I was thrilled. It is, um, 
I don't believe it's modern time. Okay. I can't remember how, what era, but anyway, very cute book. So, like, reminisce, maybe it's not a Pride and Prejudice retelling. Maybe it's not. It's, it's just, just got similarities. Okay, gotcha. It's got similarities of that pride and okay. that prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. So, kind of a Jane Austen inspired. Speaking of which, did you read the Jane Austen Society? Um, that's on my to-be-read list. Okay. But I picked up another one that um, you had recommended that I started already. Mm-hmm. You know, I like my self-help books. Yes. And I do like books that I always feel like are going to help me grow in my spirit, mm-hmm. whether it be through books like Breath and oh yeah, and books like that. But I also, so you handed me this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And I had never heard of Sophie Hudson, uh-huh. but she's super funny. She's she, very funny to follow on Instagram. Well, she's very funny. funny. She reminds me of the uh, girl on the podcast. Jamie Golden. She reminds me of her. She, they just have a lot of um, Southern yes. humor. And so this book is called Stand All the Way Up. Stories of staying in it when you want to burn it all down. Well, who doesn't feel like that right now? <laughs> who doesn't want to burn it who all down? Who doesn't feel like that right now? So I, again, I love this book. They're very short chapters of just stories of a uh, time that she's going through. Uh-huh. Does which, it remind you almost of Shauna Nequist, like essays? It is more like essays. Okay, but yes. it's probably funnier. Way funnier. Yeah. Because she, now I follow her on Instagram uh-huh. because I'm like, this woman is hysterical and she works hard. And, and this book is not all fun and games. She went yeah. through a lot of stuff. Yeah. But it's also... I'm not quite sure. I know this is a new book, but I'm not yeah. quite sure when, you know, when things go to press. Right. But how Oh, is it current? very timely? Oh, it's very timely. Okay. And I was really proud of her. Interesting. Because um, I thought that how insightful, you know, she had no clue what was about to happen in 2020. But right. um, anyway, I loved this book. I thought it was really good. And it's I'd like uh, to read that one. I think you'll also read it very fast, and now you can have all my highlighted and page tearings <laughs> that um, you have taught us to do. Yeah. So that's really a good book. I okay. really liked it. So that sort of filled my need of, I, can, I like to read some fiction, but then I like to jump into, okay, how can Susie be a better person? <laughs> <laughs> do you read them at the same time? Like, do you have a fiction going along with Stand All the Way Up? Sometimes I do. Yeah. Sometimes I do, which I would have never done in my prior reading life. But this one, I really got into it, and it was so easy to read each evening because the chapters aren't too long. Yeah. And so I just put everything else aside and just finished it because I loved it. But then I also, in my bag... Brought, it's like you're a preschool teacher. It's again. just got your myself. <laughs> I can't help myself. I brought some of the children's books that I have reread. Okay. I love Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. Gretchen Rubin loves Little House on the Prairie. So yes. when she talked about that, I got that out. I even came to the store yes. and bought some of the other ones, even though you own them all. Yeah. They're under your bed at home <laughs> now somewhere. you have your own. But I, so I reread Anne of Green Gables mm-hmm. because. Did you reread all of them? 
No, I only read this one, so okay. now you'll have to tell me which ones. Well, well, I've got my stack. Yeah, maybe I can just check out from your library. <laughs> yeah. Since I already bought those. <laughs> yeah, they're all sitting right there on the mantle. But one day, back in the good old days when I was in the shop, yeah, and I was in the kids' department, I saw the Betsy Tacy. <gasps> they're so good. And I remember loving those so much as a kid. Yeah. So I grabbed this one, which has got Betsy Tacy, Betsy Tacy and Tib, Betsy and Tacy go over the big hill, and Betsy and Tacy go downtown. Yeah, they have them in these collections now. And I think Anna Quindlin does the, does she do the intro to these? Um, there, anyway, I think she does. There, It's really a cool set. It was so good. Yeah. I love. I'd like it. to reread those. I just love books that will take me back to a different time, especially... <laughs> Right now, yes. I want to be in any yes era any besides any right now. Yeah, and one other thing, I everybody in the family loves Wendell Berry. Everybody oh, yeah. loves Wendell Berry. Chet was the first person to introduce us to Wendell Berry, mm -hmm. so Dad started reading some of his books about the farm and mm -hmm. the land, and so I decided because of Aunt Lisa mm -hmm. to read one of his fiction books. All right, Dad, we already had these books mm -hmm. at home because Dad has read a lot of Wendell Berry. Yeah. And he might prefer some of the ones about the land and right. because he really Maybe connects to that. But I picked, I read Hannah Coulter because mm -hmm. it wasn't as thick as some <laughs> of the others. I love this book so much. I love his writing. I've never read it. Oh, my word. Look at my torn pages. Oh, wow. Dad and I, I both have read this now. Time. So, look. I loved it so much. Okay. And then I read Jaber Crow. Yes. And I loved it just, well, Hannah Coulter's my favorite. Okay. But I did love Jaber Crow. As a matter of fact, I want to read all the characters that lived in this town. Does it remind you of Mitford in that way? In a bit. Yeah. In a way, but in a different time. Yeah. And because of the farm in Kentucky. Yes. And because of... Um, we have a, my dad, well, how do we word that? Like my grandparents... Had yes. a farm. Yes. And your daddy had so many happy memories yes. of the farm. And so we all got attached yes. <laughs> to the farm, which sold last year, which we're still grieving. Grieving. That's true. And uh, so this sort of takes me, and it's actually written in that area. Okay. About that area. That's right. Of small town. Now, this was a long time ago, but it still reminds you of how community could be and yeah. how it was. And I just fell in love with his writing. And I really do want to know if there's more, yeah. if he's written more about the characters. Yeah, I think so. He's written quite a few. I'll have to look back. Chet knows, honestly, even more than I do. Yes. Wendell Berry is one that I, I have only read the poetry of Wendell Berry. And I have that too. And I love it. And that's one of those I might just pick up. Yeah. And I might just read a poem one night. Yeah. I always keep it handy. Yeah. And then I will move on to whatever else I'm reading. Yeah. So I do love his poems as well. Okay, so I had some books I wanted to recommend based on... You kind of had told me some of the ones we were going to be talking about and some of the ones you had loved recently. And this was hard because I've recommended a lot of books. I know. So I you felt like I had kind of... Oh, no, what if I have exhausted my resources? But I have some books that I think would be fun for you to pick up right now. Okay. Okay. So the first one is fiction called Florence Adler Swims Forever. Very reminiscent of We Were the Lucky Ones almost. Oh, okay. Um, I loved that book. It's like, 
It's We Were the Lucky Ones. Oh, did you ever read The Boston Girl? No. Okay, that's another one you actually would really like. Florence Adler Swims Forever. Now, it starts. There is an immediate sad, like there's no spoilers, but immediately Florence Adler, the title character, she dies. And the family, she, it's like set in 19, early 1940s or late 1930s on the Jersey Shore. Uh, her family is Jewish, and so there are some underlying, that's why I say we were the lucky ones, there are some underlying things about what's happening historically in this time, but it's also just about the Adler family. So her family, um, she passes away. Her sister is, like, on bed rest about to deliver a baby. And so this very protective Jewish mother decides, I'm not going to tell my daughter who's about to give birth that her sister has just died. So the family conspires to keep this secret until the baby is born. Wow. So it sounds intense, but actually it's really a sweet story about this family yep. and kind of how they're grieving. There's also a slight love story. Um, I think you'll fall in love with the Adlers. Uh, do you remember reading, I feel like you made me read the All of a Kind Family books. Oh, yes, I yeah. loved those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody <laughs> talks about those anymore. But it felt I know like I loved those. the Boston Girl meets All of a Kind Family Meets We Were the Lucky Ones, only how Rachel Beanland, this author, deals with maybe the current cultural, like, at the time of the book, it's kind of about, it's set in World War II, but she makes it not about World War II, okay. if that makes sense. Okay. Anyway, I really liked it, and I think the other reason it reminds me of We Were the Lucky Ones is the story is based on Rachel Beanland, the author, one of her family stories. Oh, so okay. So that always yep. makes it book Meet, even more yep, I like that. meaningful. Okay. I recommended that one based on We Were the Lucky Ones and, like, um, The Dearly Beloved. Oh, and I loved, you know I loved that one. So, I I really, w- I think you would really love Crossing to Safety, which is... I feel like I've seen that. I bet you've seen it on my shelf. I read it uh, probably eight years ago now, maybe when I first took over the bookstore. Um, or maybe even right before I took over the bookstore. But I love that book. And to me, Dearly Beloved pays homage to Crossing to Safety. Crossing to Safety is one of the first books I read where I felt like, oh, there can be books about normal, like, average people, too. Right. doesn't have to be, like, maybe bombastic, like, really super climactic literature. So, that's why I recommended Florence Adler Swims Forever. Crossing to Safety is because you like Dearly Beloved. Then I wanted to recommend I Capture the Castle. Did you read this? Nope. It's by Dodie Smith. She wrote 101 Dalmatians, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I read I Capture the Castle as an adult, but it is a children, like the main character is 17 years old and she lives in this big dilapidated sprawling estate slash castle question mark um, in England. And so it's really about, she reminds me of like an Anne Shirley kind of character where she loves to write and she's basically coming of age in this family home. So okay. I think you'd like it a lot. It's called I Capture the Castle by Dodie Smith. I read it as an adult. Reminds me of like A Tree Grows in Brooklyn or, yeah, some of that classic literature with these heroines that we fall in love with. I think you'd really like it. Then I wanted to recommend a new book that I have not read, but I am very curious about it. So it's called Mother to Son. The author, oh no, I think is Jasmine Holmes, but now I'm second guessing myself. But it's called Mother to Son. And I'm recommending it because of your love for the occasional memoir. So this is a black woman writing to her black son. 
And so I think it would be timely for what's happening in our world right now. But I think it would appeal to you because Jasmine is a very faithful person. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot about her Christianity and her faith, but also just kind of written as these letters to her son. Dad read a few years ago, Between the World and Me. I don't, okay. I don't think you did. No. Nope. And to be honest, I haven't either, which is a bookseller confession. <laughs> but Jordan and Dad both did. Okay. And that was a black man writing to his son. And so this, I think, would be interesting because it's probably certainly from a Christian worldview perspective. And I also think mothers and son, you have a son. I think right. you would really enjoy, and I think about some of the relationships you've had with kids and I don't know. I think it would be timely, but also perhaps wouldn't be overwhelming because we talked okay. about wanting to read for escape. Um, yes. And I think reading for escape is important, but I, I thought this one might appeal to you for your love of memoir. Right. And as you've said with Educated or Dear Edward, it's not like you shy away from tough no. things in your books. And I definitely want to read things that are timely. Yeah. I think we have to step out of our yeah. comfort zone yeah. and because I think reading is one of the best ways. Yes. For most of us yes. to do that. So I think this book, and it's kind of, it's like a short, Okay. I think you'd really like it. It's called Mother to Son. Okay. Okay. And then kind of on a similar tone, just about trying to read timely books. These are books that I, I feel like I read, I think Kitty Newsome <laughs> at the church library gave me Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. But it has been, if I read that, it has been decades. Right. Well, they, the author, Mildred Taylor, just released like a brand new book called All the Days Past, All the Days to Come. That's like a sequel to Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. So they're kids' books. These okay. are children's chapter books, maybe a slightly young adult, but mostly right. children's chapter books about um, a black family. And so I think because of your love of children's lit, I think you would really like okay. these, but it would also be maybe different from, like, I Capture the Castle or Anne of Green Gables. Instead, you'd be reading about people, yeah, who don't who don't look like you or me. Right. Um, and whose growing up experience are probably very different from ours. Yeah. So, anyway, I thought you really might like those. And the new one, All the Days Past, All the Days to Come, looks so good. And it's making me want to go back. Because I think I read Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, but it's been so long. I, right. I really can't place it in my reading memory. So... Anyway, those two books by Mildred Taylor. Okay, and then the last two, I asked for Christmas years ago, and you and Dad got them for me, the Crosswicks Journal books by Madeline Lingle, and I've never read them because I'm a goo. Oh, and they're so beautiful. And they're so beautiful. Um, And I need to read them, but Circle of Quiet is the first one, and I was flipping through them today, and I thought, oh, I bet Mom would love these, and I bet I would love them. Oh, did I read this? Sorry, she's opening and showing me my own notes. So maybe I did. Maybe I read Circle of... Oh, I must have. My writing is all through that book. Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, well, that's delightful. <laughs> so well, maybe I did read that. I'm just okay, going to take I'm this gonna... one. I'm going to take this one home with me because look how pretty the cover is. Yeah, the covers reminded me of you. Okay, maybe I read Circle of Quiet but did not read book number two. Maybe that's what it is. So I think okay. you'd like those. I'm just going to take this one home with me. <laughs> Perfect. And then the last one is a pre-order. I didn't know if you'd already ordered the new Sarah Bessie, Rhythm of Prayer. Totally. I, I, I want you to. Yeah. I because I almost pulled hers off to bring today. Yes. 
But then I thought, I don't even know what all I could say about that. It has yeah. it's like a life changing yes. book. It was called Miracles Miracles and Other Reasonable Things. Yes. Yeah. That book was so good. Yeah, that Listen, was a really good book. I've read a lot of books that challenge my way I've thought all my whole life. Yeah. And so it's not like I'm afraid to read something that's going to challenge me or I actually like it helping me. As a matter of fact, I like it the older I get, the more I like it Mm -hmm. because it's helped. I feel like I've just expanded so much in some of the books that I've read. And that was one of them. Well, and they make like that book is a good example of a book. And we've done this with a lot of books. I feel like as a family where we pass it around, where a lot of our family reads it, Lisa, um, who's my aunt, my mom's sister, she reads something, or Ashley, my cousin reads something, and dad reads and it. Nina, nobody Nina, reads yeah. more than Nina. Yeah, and so then we all wind up talking about it and having these really rich conversations. We're not having them around a dinner table right now, no. but like, I love that, and so I love sharing books. I think that's a big part of reading to me, is not just hoarding them and keeping them to myself, but sharing them with the people I love, and then and then what they make us talk about. Yes, yeah. I do too, especially now that we're all grown-ups yeah you're all grown up and it's really made it a lot more fun to talk about these kind of things okay so you're gonna actually take home circle of quiet so I feel like my job here is done (laughs) (laughs) okay um thanks mom I hope this will help people who are looking for pg lit or maybe even people who haven't fallen in love with reading yet maybe this will inspire them oh I hope so you're never too old And it's the perfect, and it's the, you're never too old and it's the perfect time to be, now we're in the dog days. Yeah. It's miserably hot here. It's miserable. (laughs) And rainy. Being outdoors is harder. Yeah. And so, um, and I typically still to this day do not read a lot during the day. Mm -hmm. I usually save it for the evenings, but not anymore. Oh, now it's all day. Now if I can sit in my swing for an hour or so during the day, I really call it a win. Yeah. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelftville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website at www.bookshelfthomasville.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing, and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, I'm reading Tiny Imperfections by Allie Frank and Asha Humans. It is all about the elite private kindergarten uh, process. (laughs) It's fiction. So far, it's really fun. I'm not too far in it, but I like it so far. What are you reading, Mom? Okay, I brought this today because I am in love with this book, Old Love Good Girls. Yay! And you recommended it to me. I did. And I just started it, and I'm half... already halfway I'm not going to want to end I love these girls yes I'm in love with their story talk about different kinds of characters now you can remind me if I'm right or wrong but I think you equated a little bit of these personalities to the dearly beloved yeah and so that's what I feel yeah in these lady these women yeah I I feel that I think I my description of this is dearly beloved is to marriage what old love good girls is to friendship I see why you do what you do (laughs) that's exact that's what I would have said (laughs) 
<laughs> I love this book. I'm it so is glad. so good, and and it's so, and it's right now. It's current, so anybody that's looking for something, yeah, it's brand, to read. it just came out. I think in I want to say in May, so it's like so a recent. So grab release. this book for summer. It's a great sit by the lake. Yeah, sit at the beach. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I I love it so much, and it's got a beautiful cover. Yeah, that cover is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, covers matter. <laughs> If you liked what you heard on today's episode, you can tell us by leaving a review on iTunes, or if you're so inclined, support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly new release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and receive free shipping on all your online orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We are so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome.